You're listening to The People's Pitch, the official podcast of Minneapolis City Soccer Club, brought to you by footballstadiumprints.com. Let's start the show. And as I talked about just a couple minutes ago, as Joe Watt stands over this one, he appears to be the one taking the penalty here. Uh, this is a huge confidence booster if you're a Duluth. Worst case Elder scenario for here City for right more. here. And it's stopped! Yes! And it's stopped! Totally Matt redeems Elder. himself. <laughs> Matt Elder redeeming himself. Oliver with the right foot. The shot is oh, Oliver! Justin Oliver will break the scoreless tie. Then it is 1-0 Minneapolis City. It's Hutton now on the offense with the left foot. And oh, the goal. Goal. And it is now 2-0 Minneapolis oh, yes. City. Good finish. Nick Hutton taking his quick victory lap. Man, how fast two weeks goes without doing a show for you fine Crows fans. This is the People's Pitch Podcast, official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I am your host, John, and alongside me, as always, is everyone's favorite stadium voice on game day, super cool Nate Morales. Nate, are you, uh, are you faring any better in Ultimate Team on FIFA, or are you still rotten garbage? No, I'm pretty bad, uh, <laughs> but I'm trying. I'm trying. That's all that counts. Uh, I, I, I commend the uh, the humble awareness. Hey man, I am uh, I'm a I'm a dad that has very little time to spend on video games anymore. So I'm pretty much I, I get what I get with these things these days. You know, I have been I watching mean, a few YouTube tutorials though, just in my spare time. Um, you know, I that's why I didn't buy it this year. It was like my you know my first. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the game here in a second, but. Uh, I, I, it's, it's been a long run for me to, to own that game on day one. And this year it ended because on on the, on the list of things to do as a 40 year old man, it is not play FIFA. That's for fucking sure, dude. (laughs) Unfortunately, God, life sucks now. Anyway, uh, but this week is awesome because we've got a lot to talk about. Um, especially FIFA. We've had about a month. I've had about a month to sit with FIFA 22. Um, We'll give, I'll give my impression on it, try not to sound like an old man. And then we're welcoming <laughs> Steve Stewart from footballstadiumprints.com to talk about how he translates soccer fandom into art that really connects with people. Uh, amazing conversation I'm really excited for. So let's dilly-dally, more drinking, drink, more drinky drinky. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, on to FIFA, John. One of those automatic buys, like you said, of the year for, for, for us usually is FIFA. Uh, I've been playing ever since the PS4 came out, and all. And John, you've been playing since what? Super Nintendo. Uh, 1994, when it was FIFA International Soccer, the first installment of FIFA. I bought it on day one for you are correct, Super Nintendo. Nice. I've had it. I've had it through Super Nintendo. I've had it through PlayStation One through three, Xbox One, uh, uh, Xbox 360, Xbox One. Um, and I have made the, the recommitment, Nate, to when I buy the next generation of console, console, when my kids who are three and five get into video games, I will then start purchasing FIFA again. Then it's time to take them to school. Yeah, be like, <laughs> back, in, back in my day, this was pixelated, you bitches. <laughs> I'm going to well, go run train on you with Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> they're, in, they're not in the game this year, but they probably will be by then with all the freaking money going into them. Well, yeah. the reason that we love, you and I love talking about FIFA 
every release is that like for a game that we play almost every day all year round it's like never good enough it's never good enough man (laughs) like every year there's something infuriating about it dude and i used to beta test the game and i would like be i was the guy who gave them probably the best feedback and and like none of it ever changed it's like if i'm pointing to pass to a guy fucking pass to the guy yeah like fix fix passing that's all i want fix passing (laughs) well (laughs) i'm super excited this year because one of my own personal favorite modes got a huge upgrade it's something we've talked about for years because you and I, I mean, I only recently got into the ultimate team, but I mean, you know, I played the game on career mode forever. And this year you can create your own career mode and you can manage it to whatever level of glory you aspire to. You can insert your, your custom team into any league around the world. And that means you can finally play Minneapolis City in FIFA, which is something that since 2016 I've been, I've been looking forward to doing sooner or later one day. Or I mean, at least a, pa- yeah. a passable version of Minneapolis City. Yeah, I mean, that that's and we'll be we'll be talking with someone here in in the not too distant future that it talks about like the the tribalism of soccer and uh, it, across the globe and if you and the, the game is played worldwide why would fifa and ea sports not want to have something like this far sooner than 2022 because i know where you'd be able to able customize to, a team yeah, make your own yeah being able to upload being able to upload like jersey designs and like all the shit that makes everyone super into a team like why not why why, mm-hmm. why took what took so long I, you know i think it's it's all about the money and we'll talk about that in a second but uh it's super cool that you can customize a team you pick all sorts of details your kit your your kit style your kit style your color schemes stadium size stadium decor crowd chance you can add from all around the world turf style like it feels like a lot but it gets you invested in this fake team from the start. And it's, it's important to do that because I haven't quite figured out a way to populate my team with actual Minneapolis city players. It's not like that's um, the next thing. That's yeah. the create the creative player mode, which they used to have. And they took away with because of how, how bogged down the servers got with having to load all of these people and all of the, the, um, the specific, you know, attributes of a player. I mean, probably billions of, customized players across the globe having to load that data somewhere and be able to just flip on your console and it be there it 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 slowed down the engine i believe is why they took it away but we live in the in the in the future now nate (laughs) there should be you know there's a there's a server farm somewhere in the middle of texas that can handle that data right it's not on floppy disk anymore man Mm -mm. (laughs) it's 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 uh... barely on cd now so you gotta you gotta run with just the computer generated roster that came with my one star level of a team that I chose, <laughs> and I chose What's, one star because I'm like, let's try to be realistic. Let's build Minneapolis City from yeah, a, from an amateur team in Minneapolis uh, up uh, that just happens to play in the fourth division of England. Whatever, and that's fine. Well, I love a career mode where I develop a youth academy. That's why that's what I love every year. I look forward to it. I rely so on those kind of players every anyway. Two questions. Who's your best player, and what is the player that has the best name on your, uh, on your Minneapolis City team that you created? That's a great – okay, so I'm going to say this too. One of my players looks – he's the left back. Looks like Will Kidd. He looks just like Charlie Adams. <laughs> you mean you mean Casper the Friendly Ghost or Richie Rich? 
No, his name is Dodd, and he's got the Charlie Adams haircut, and <laughs> he's Kennedy got hair. yes, and he's got. Uh, it's amazing. He looks just like Charlie Adams. Uh, all right, best <laughs> best name on the team, I'd have to say is. Ah, uh, I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. Actually, uh, is you know, it's sad. Tully, Tully is the best name on it. It's not good. They're all. They're not very good. That's Smite, awful. Holden. Ryan Jackson, they're all very basic names. I didn't really get any cool, funky ones, but I'm definitely going to start signing people with weird names. Perfect, perfect. Uh, what did you say? Best best player on the team? Yeah, best player. What's your other question? Yeah. Uh, striker, he's rated 69, which is nice. What's that's, his name? That's Smythe. Smythe sounds like a good striker. He's I bad. Smythe, I can see Smythe bagging like you know 10 goals in a 14 game season. Everyone is bad because it's uh I'm playing on legendary and I'm I'm not good. <laughs> but that's all right. That doesn't matter. It, is, it doesn't matter. They'll get better. Um I really do so it's really cool because of all the customization you can do, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have their own version of Minneapolis City. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter with your city career mode builds for FIFA 22. Like I really want to reshare those. I really want to I really want to um put those out there for people to to build their own because mine is all right, but I feel like I could have spent a little more time with it. I feel like I missed something. I, I, I used, they do have the dazzle camo kit in the game, probably because of man city and in the USA team using it lately. And they do have a lightning bolt kit that you can use in the game. That's really close to ours, but it's just missing that like one extra layer of black, which is fine with me. It's, it's, it's pretty sweet. So uh, check it out. Uh, check out the career mode, build a, build a, build your own city team and show us what it looks like. We're going to be happy to reshare. I could probably use some pointers anyway on how to make mine better. The other big news, John, this year is is, is the ultimate team mode, foot mode. I call it foot because foot sounds gross, but some people buy the game only for... <laughs> so many people buy the game only for this and it's EA's big moneymaker and this is the reason that we're just getting customizable careers or customizable teams back in the game. And there's always heated discussion around it because there's so many people that compete week in and week out uh, on this on this mode. This year's foot brought a revamped division rival system. That's the player versus player competition. That really, I'm honestly still trying to wrap my head around. So like is it not off- the week? It's not the weekend league anymore. Is it it's something totally different? It's totally different. It's totally well. It's similar, but it's different. Like it's all about wins. First of all, like the more wins, the better. You can stack your rewards. So like, even if you're rank eight and you win a bunch of games and don't get up to rank seven, or if you're rank seven, you can win enough games in the week to like still advance your rewards. I do not understand how these tiers work. Still, I'm still trying to figure it out. We're going to have to get like a Jonah, Jonah. Evan or a Max on to talk through that probably. Yeah. But like you get, they they introduce win streaks, which is really nice. So if you, if you win two in a row, three in a row, four in a row, you're getting like a hyper boost up the rankings, but ties do like nothing for you. So you can sit at rank seven, like I am like all month long and just tie all of your games and go nowhere. And that really sucks. Uh, but like you asked, one other interesting thing this year is this: the Champions, the like Champions League weekend or whatever Champions weekend is now a week long playoff that is easier to qualify for. And then there's the extra like final stage, which is a lot like we, that traditional like weekend, weekend league. level. Yeah, weekend league level. 
which is which is fine. I'm never going to get to that finals point. I'm just happy to qualify and 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 get those games in that I usually had to cram in on a weekend. I can stretch yeah. those a week because that was off. That was that was the worst. Like two two of the times, two of the times that I that I qualified for for the weekend league. I don't think I don't think I even made it to half the games because I'm a dad with a family and obligations. One of those weekends was Valentine's Day, which was so stupid of me. Why did I even? <laughs> Sorry, honey. Thing? Sorry, I gotta go play video games. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> this week of this week, this Champions Week playoff situation that they have is a total win for the dads. Yeah, um, much much but, better. Uh, the one thing that is that is an issue beyond a few gameplay tweaks and some OP OP moves that that they deal with every year that they have to nerf throughout the year as the meta changes, as they say. Um, is that they're, the meta. they're dealing with a transfer market issue. Like a ton of loyal players that pre-ordered the game, pre-ordered the ultimate edition of the game, got 4,600 FIFA points to spend on packs. And that meant that like the market was flooded with players right away. And it drove mm-hmm. prices of, of all this fodder, like squad building challenge fodder down. And they're trying to counter that with like unattainable squad building challenges to like suck up some of that fodder. But lots of players who you could probably count on for value if you had packed them last year are not going to get you much in return. The market kind of sucks. It's really hard to it's really hard to buy to like identify and buy incrementally better players for your team. But, so uh, I know that you were you speak English, but what you just said to me made no sense. <laughs> like talking about the market, dude. Like. <laughs> It's a goddamn video game. Like, why make it so tough? Just economic, well, John. I I get it, but it's like, goddamn it. I, like, am <laughs> I getting old? I, I think I am. I'm getting old. Where it's like, I just want to play mini games and create a team and take them to the Champions League glory. That's all I want. Like, yeah. don't give me this other bullshit that I have to worry about flooded markets and and squad building challenges. I don't need all that shit. I just want to play soccer on a video game. That's why Ultimate Team is not for everyone, and it's why it's, it's not for me. I can tell you that. It's okay to be. It's okay to be a casual player. So, like, like I said, no matter. And so, like, no matter the mode, John, like casual. If you're an Ultimate Team uh, maniac, like FIFA is going to be a grind, but it's a grind of love. It's the grind of love, John. <laughs> in the off season, we always think we have a plan until something punches us in the and that thing is typically the se- when the season hits us like a ton of bricks. And this here show gets consumed by what's happening on the field, and that's the, the game of soccer. And it has been some time in the making, almost a full calendar year when I looked back, that we have wanted to get this guest on today, and we've finally done it. Ladies and gentlemen, Nate and I are pleased to welcome the mastermind, the artistic genius, the founder of our show sponsor, footballstadiumprints.com, Mr. Steve Stewart. Steve, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm doing very well. Reduction. Uh, I'm blushing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that was a little bit over, a little bit over the top. <laughs> Mastermind, genius. Oh, I'm going to take it all. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why, why half-ass it when you can whole-ass it, man, right? Of course, of course. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, it, it wouldn't... I wouldn't be too far off in saying this. Most everyone who listens to our show has seen one of your your beautifully designed pieces before and probably owns 
one or if not more more than one of something that uh, that you've created in their household. But why don't you introduce yourself a little bit in Football Stadium, Prince? What is it? Um, you know who you are. How'd you get started? Well, oh, that's right. Okay. Well, I'm Steve, Football Stadium Prince. I started it. What year are we now? 2021. So I started it in 2018, just as a bit of a hobby. I'm guessing you can guess from my accent, I'm Scottish. And uh, I just started with my hometown club of Brecon City. And our club is kind of sort of famous for being one of the only clubs in the SPFL. So the top four tiers of Scottish football, although we're not there anymore to have a hedge down one side of our, our pitch. So I was like, well, I wonder if I can do a, a simple, fairly simple, nice graphic that conveys the hedge in as simple terms as possible. And I did that and I was pretty happy with it. I put it on Twitter. I didn't have a Twitter account at this time. I had to make one up. And then I, I thought, well, if we've got the hedge, What's the next town over? What do they have? So the next town over is Montrose, and then there's Forford and Arbroath. Places that I'm assuming none of your listeners have ever heard of. Quite <laughs> a little portion of Scotland. Um, I thought, well, if we've got the hedge, what's Montrose's hedge? So I thought, well, I'm going to take to my new Twitter account and ask Montrose fans directly, what, what's the thing that makes your ground unique? And they mainly came back and said they've got this stand called the Dynamo, which is just a covered standing section. Um, and I was like, oh, right, I'm going to see if I can now create a Montrose design uh, the Dynamo. And then the Forfer, uh, Arbroath. Arbroath is uh, like the closest football ground in the UK uh, to the sea, to the North Sea. So, well, oh. and they, they love, the, I mean, there's, and images out there where you see where guys are trying to take corners and the waves are coming in. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. This is up in the northeast of Scotland as well, so it's freezing. And we are we are a winter season as well, so you're playing through the cold months. Yeah. So once I've done all the four closest places, I thought, right, I'm just going to sit after work, in my free time, just try and get through all 42 Scottish clubs. And every time I put a new one in, them getting more followers people then started asking oh can, can we buy these is there anywhere to buy them and he I said like, absolutely absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely and then i went how the hell do we do that and so <laughs> then that was the first start of every process i've been down on this journey i've had to learn it as a go because i was just like well okay yeah definitely you can buy them go and figure out how i can do that and then as it started getting more i was selling them through like a uh, what was the site called? Zazzle, something like that. And then I thought, right, I'm going to try and do all 42 clubs. I'm just going to do it through this Zazzle. Once I've earned enough money from that, I'm going to take that and then I'm going to buy a website and a hosting or how to do, I'd look into that as well. Website, how much does it cost? And I thought, right, I'm going to do that. Did all 42, I started getting requests in and then it just started snowballing. I set it up so. I kind of cut out the Zazzle middleman, so I was then doing it myself. So I was seeing a little bit of extra profit. Then there were sure. people getting interested. And then um, I had, this was always during my spare time from work. 
after work um, weekends and things. And then I, I unfortunately got a bit ill and I was off work for quite some time. And then I couldn't, I just, I just thought, while I'm at home, I'm just going to plow as much of my energy into doing this. And I just kept going and kept going and blasting at it. And by the time I got to a point where I was like, I said to my, well, my wife now, my girlfriend then, I was like, I think I don't want to go back to work. I think I could do this. I think I could, I think I can, I could make a go of this. And she was like, okay, let's do it. Let's just give it a go. See what you can do. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You go and get a job again. And then that was it. Just Christmas 2018. I sent out a, te- a tweet saying, I'm giving up my job. This is, today's my first day doing this full time. And that tweet sort of went um, viral, sort of mini viral. It was like 5,000 reach I've ever had ever again. And I was just getting requests after requests and follows after follows. And it was just snowballed from there. And then, wow. so, but, and then I always, I always try to have this more of a focus on the, s- the smaller teams. Because sure. you can go to Man United, Celtic, um, uh, LA Galaxy and all that. But there, there's, there's so many other people out there doing stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, copyright issues um, that you want to be treading lightly around. Sure. Uh, but I, so I thought, well, I'm just going to go for the small guys because at this point I'm living in England, living in London. When I start looking at the non-league uh, football, there's thousands of teams and there's, mm-hmm. so there's millions of fans all for these teams that are out with the ones that, that where all the money is. So it's, you do so grateful they're so like what the hell why, 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 why are you doing our club I'm like well why not why not do something for you guys your grounds are amazing just because they're not 76,000 seater uh, like incredible domes they're like they've got character they mean something to the community they mean something they're just as important to the fans of those smaller yeah. clubs than they are to the Manchester United's and Chelsea's of the world and, and so um, I just started well it wasn't that i started concentrating on them they were just fun to do because you were seeing it the, the the pitches and the towns of these places in england that i'd quite frankly never even heard of before and you <laughs> had never heard of and you get to you find i still try to always it's difficult sometimes because sometimes the, the 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 grounds there's nothing to them other than stands, and it's sure. just mm-hmm. it's just kind of just like a, f- a field in the middle of a of a city block. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of sometimes you just have to go with doing a stand, but with the smaller ones, there's always something. There's always yeah. a big church, or there's something. There's like a big uh, factory building that means something. The like at Halifax Wanderers up in Canada, I was like. The thing that they stood out was just this huge hospital, and I was like, I'm not sure if I want to put that in. But they all went, no, our area. It's a huge employer in the area. It means something to us. I'm like, well, who am I to argue? If that's 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 the thing that makes your area tick in more ways than one, and then we go for it. I think it, it's amazing that it all started too, just from that really hedge. clever insight that <laughs> every every club has a hedge. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and, yeah. and and I think I think that was really 
emotionally insightful of you to to understand that there's a there's a value to those to those icons whatever you know whatever scale they may be at you know from yeah. from club to club and it turns out turns out there's value of that all over the world yeah and it's there's sometimes it's just the walk to the ground i've got a, a few I've got a few like there's one of it's not my most popular by far. It's not, but, um, it's a Cork City, uh, Grand no, Truman Truman's Grand Truman Stadium, but the walk you you're only ever going to know that this is this ground if you've walked that walk and it's this little alleyway down the side of the pitch between the houses and the old stone wall between the pitch, and it was that walk was a it just made me think like you know nobody nobody outside these fans are going to get this one and i love that angle it maybe didn't go down too well but <laughs> i always have to every so often remind myself that i, I have to do things that make me happy yeah. if they don't sell they don't sell they don't sell i've got to be happy with the work i've done and the, uh, the bit of uh it's this word the bit of art that i've um created so sometimes they don't hit. Sometimes they don't. They don't work for the the audiences. But for me, they they always have to before I put them out. But yeah, there's like um, what was they saying? Yeah, some of them. Some of them are just there's one ground, which the ground is act is actually called the walks. So they walk through this park to get to the ground. I was like, well, this got to be this walk. You've got this, and people again, people are like, yeah, the walk to the ground is what makes it. The stroll there is. Is the, the best thing about our ground isn't even the ground. It's the it's the approach to it. It's the getting to it, which is the nice thing. That's so, yeah. So, so before got, we sorry, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying. Yeah, you're right. Everybody's got a hedge. Everybody's got a hedge. That, that, that's your next T-shirt idea, right there. <laughs> yeah. So before we dive into more detail around what you uh, you know what you do, um, we ask all of our guests, um, and I'll, and I'll, I'll I'll translate this into outside of North America. What's your your football journey? Did did you grow up playing? Um, do you do you still play? You know, where did you get introduced to the game uh, when you were younger, and and where has it taken you from a from a player or a fan perspective to today? Well, it well it started in Brecon in my hometown. I would have been. I think my dad took me to my first game against four for, I think he said, uh, or seven, and he said, by halftime I was bored and I was just, I found a pal and just me and him just went and started playing at the back, <laughs> back not even watching it. But um, it started there, always been a Brecon fan, uh, really just five aside, you know, with work and stuff. It's just always been... It's always just been as a, a supporter. Breaking in Scotland. I uh, used to be a member of the Tartan Army, so I used to go around Europe. Uh, not during our uh, heyday, unfortunately, though. All during the times when we've been rank rotten. <laughs> but <laughs> again, when you get to do that, it's fantastic because you get to go to places like where Estonia, Latvia, wow. uh, Italy. France, Austria, Belgium, just just all the way around, and it's always a good laugh. And the good thing with the Scotland fans, we usually tend to go in pretty big numbers, travelling around, and there's sure. never any, there's never any problems. There's 
I, I don't know what it's like over you, your guys, but some sometimes in Europe it can be a bit testy with some of the. Yeah, the Hungarians, <laughs> man. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, um, by us. By us, the, the the trouble you're gonna by us the trouble you're gonna get is people behind their keyboards on Twitter. You're not gonna get any trouble when you actually go there. Yeah, well, that's that's well. <laughs> I was about to say in some ways that's at least you can just turn it off. But the way the way yeah. the way Twitter and stuff is now, some people just can't turn it off, and you can't help be affected by it, which is which is horrible. But um, yeah, but but traveling but traveling around with Scotland was always fantastic. It's great fun. We always love a drink, so there was always baby. Yeah. And luckily, we needed it because we were just so bad during the time. <laughs> I mean, at least we've now recently qualified for the uh, for the U there, knocked out at the group stage. I mean, as is, as we've never got past the group stage at any uh, major tournament. Um, but we're sort of slowly, slowly starting to gel. I mean, the last pretty entertaining. Our game against Israel was a roller coaster of emotions. That one, but we're slowly getting there. But yeah, never, never played. All only ever been a supporter. Five aside, seven aside. But uh, people say uh, who aren't any good. My ankles gave out, and that's why I don't play anymore. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> it uh, wasn't because I wasn't any good. It was my, it was my ankles. It's the ankles. It's the ankles. Went, it's always the ankles. <laughs> yeah, I went over them one too many. So I know, what I was, you... I had, even at five aside and seven aside, I was some striker. Oh. The goals I scored. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was mobile phones back when um, because some of the clips that would be on YouTube right now. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what about uh, what about? I guess you you were uh, you were reluctant to say it, but what about art? Like, what about your art? Is it? Have you always been an artist? Is it something that uh, something that you grew up? You up doing? Were you the kid that was always drawing in class while everyone was listening, or is it something that late in life you just—or I shouldn't say late in life—I don't know how old you are—but like later you decided to uh, to dabble in and turned in, turned a hobby into a job. It's it's both both of those actually. I was always loved art at school, loved drawing, always drawing. I, at high school, I studied up, um, and then I don't know something got in the way. I didn't do. I didn't go to university to do it or anything like that. I didn't train. Didn't train outside of high school with it. I always sort of doodled in things afterwards, but to the same extent when you were young. I guess sure. just girls and beer came along, and I was like, "Ooh, these are nice." <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, and um, and then sort of doodled in things as a bit of a hobby, and then down in London. Because my my career work wise, I I've not not didn't st- I tried to go to university, but too much beer involved, so I, I dropped out of uni. I tried went to college to do what did I, I went to uni- I went to university to do computer software engineering. Dropped out of that. Then I tried to go to do countryside conservation and recreational. So a bit of a switch. And I dropped out of that. Then I just started working in pubs and shops, and I, I was a gamekeeper, working on a like a, a state 
uh, dealing with the, the pheasants and the ducks and the dogs and shoveling, uh, <laughs> shoveling. Uh, can you swear on this site? On this? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we just click that explicit every, button when we publish. Every, every day, and to shovel up shit, <laughs> doing that job. Wow. But yeah, so and um, and then I went from that pubs working for. There's a clothes store over here called Next, and I was like, oh yeah. I'm gonna go and work for this this clothes shop in Perth, where, I'm, and then I'll be able to get a transfer to get back to Edinburgh because that's where I went to university, but I had to leave. I thought I'll do that, so I did that, and then I just worked my way up to management. Got sick of that, and just like I think actually I didn't even do my last day. I just my second last day, I just dumped my keys on the desk and thought, ah, fuck this, that's that's me done. Didn't bother with my last day, and then just just took the first job I could get after that, which was working in the finance sector in Edinburgh, because I thought, well, it's a big sector in Edinburgh. If I do forget any job in that whatsoever, at the bottom, work my way up to whatever, I'll be able to move about, because there's finance sectors everywhere. It's all maths. It's just numbers. I'll be able to figure it out. And pensions, never even had a pension, um, never had any job in an office or anything like that. I thought, fuck it, that'll do. Got a job, worked at that for, what, six years. Got sick of it. And I thought, well, rather than Edinburgh, let's move to London. There's bound to be jobs in London, for crying out loud. It's The, the population in London's bigger than the whole of Scotland. So I was like, come on, I'm sure I'll get a job down there. So I just went down to London, didn't have anywhere to live, didn't have a job, got a job. <laughs> working for a few, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's theatre company called The Really Useful Theatre Group. Uh, working in their back office uh, on their pension scheme. This is brilliant. Who's I know what? How the hell did I get from pensions and insurance into the theatre world? Yeah, working wow. in the working in the well, I don't know if you've heard of the theatres, but it's like Drury Lane. I was working in an office in the back of that one. Then we were in uh, this old schoolhouse right in the middle of London, which uh, was just fantastic. It was just right in the middle of Leicester Square. Everything's going on. And then eventually we're working in the London in the back offices of there. And it was just fantastic as well. It was um, it was crazy. But then while working there for, oh, Christ, how long? How long was I there? Nine years? Eight years? Something like that. And But then I just got, I got sick and stuff was just going on. And I just dropped out of love with the place and I was like um that's that's it I was I thought <laughs> once again just went fuck it that's me and by the but I'd be working hard at this project in the background trying to get this off get this off the ground I thought it's okay if I say fuck it to this one I've got this ready-made built thing that might fail but if it sure. does it won't be for the want of trying and at least is and it's the first thing I've properly done where I'm I know I'll only get stuff out of this if I put the effort in. Like I know every single day when I work, I'm working for me, whereas I'm not working to line the pockets of anybody. That's a rare yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's it's scary. Holy moly, is it? It's scary because yeah. you. <laughs> some days, some days are great. Some days, the algorithm, the people search our algorithm works, and I appear in their searches, and you get a good day, and then you might get a day where you've got nothing, and you're like, oh no. It's all over. It's all over. Nobody wants <laughs> anything. I've got to get a job, a normal job again. Oh no! Um, Back to pensions. 
like the pensions, and now I'm like, we, me and uh, the wife moved from London, so we're now living in on the Cayman Islands. I'm not even, I'm technically not allowed to work here for a Caymanian company. I'm like, so it needs to keep going. So I need to keep working at it. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> there's nothing so to buy the island life. Yeah, oh, bad. no, 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 no. We've only been here two months. I don't want to give it up yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about, so this is something I kind of want to get into because you already have a little bit of an insight on it. Like, what do you think it is about someone's love for the game of football or a specific team that makes them track down more unique pieces like yours, whether it's art or fashion or whatever, right? Compared to like your average NFL fan or your average NBA fan. Why do you think, why do you think it's up to, why do you think soccer fans crave that bit of uniqueness? Oh, oh, I don't know. Um, I think, well, I can only really speak from a, UK perspective, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the feeling that I, I get I, I get the feeling that uh, I don't know. It's just it's a deep seated love of your team, which goes beyond. It goes further back than yourself, because I think maybe in America, I'm not quite sure how you. Uh, there isn't as I don't want to say anything that's out of turn or sounds bad, right? There's so when you if you're a supporter of Beacon, you're a supporter of Beacon because you live there and your granddad, your great granddad, yeah. and then that takes you back to and maybe a bit to when it started because they, they've been there for like 150 years. So there's like it's it's almost be you, you. I never got to choose who I supported. It was already. That was that card was dealt the moment I was born because I was in Brecon. Um, it was never going to be anybody else. So I wonder if it's just the case of it's just a complete, a complete and utter part of your identity that you just want to get as much stuff of it as possible. And the more unique and because also all your friends and stuff when you're growing up, they're all they're all Brecon supporters. So you're some bobs that are maybe that they don't have or they've not seen before that you can show off and say, yeah, ah, for sure. Well, um, maybe some, I don't know. I mean, I've never really been a collector of uh, a few comics, but not, and I did have some, I did have quite a bit of Star Wars stuff, but not at the, <laughs> you know, not at the extremes of what is possible. Um, so I don't know, I th- maybe have something a little bit different, unique that you can show off and, um, lay claim that you found you found it first um, yeah like when when I do have a new piece and stuff I do try and tell the first person like you've got you're you're the you're the first one you're number one or if nobody else is buying it and I'm like you know that you're the only person in the world that has this t-shirt you've got an actual one-off like when you're wearing that I can categorically tell you who has this unless That's somebody's amazing. made a rip but um um, I, I think so what, I you, what, what you mentioned, and we talked about it on our show when we're talking about, you know, just the general culture of lower division soccer in the U.S. It's very tribalistic where, yeah. you, you know, you, you mentioned like you, you were born into the, to your tribe for the yep. team that you support. It, it's a little bit different here. 
and and with with our team it 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 still rings true because of the uniqueness of our club um you know we're in a we're in a large metropolitan city in minneapolis where you're if you're born here you might be a fan of you know the dallas cowboys if you want to yeah but but for for the the uniqueness that we've we've grown our 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 club off of and 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 being all local that's very tribalistic and i think that 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 you know what you're saying totally rings true that like i even though i'm one of the people in our club who is tied to the decision making of like what our merchandise looks like and who we are i still relish in the fact that i can wear something that's minneapolis city that nobody else has so when yeah. i go out and and people see it they're like oh what's that like can i get that like and, and you know I, I i like to puff up my chest like yeah no no this is a one this is a one-off this is this is a, a john bisworm original you can't you can't have you can't have that yeah but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the um the i've found since i started i started um concentrating a bit more on american soccer i get tried to do the same i tried to go for smaller clubs lower down because again it may be a little bit under represented but because it was tribal and because it's it's different you i don't know how to explain the difference in american soccer fans to to the British or European, but they're, you just seem so. There's no there's. Oh, I don't know what it is. It's just you're fantastic. You're fun. The tailgating thing, the smoke bombs. The it's like you've got no re, like the amount of things that we've had in the past here that have been taken away and like oh, terrible stuff. Even being banned from competitions because of violence back in the past. It's almost like your soccer, despite it be, having been there for decades upon decades, it's like it's brand new and you're getting to the rule book of what it means to be a supporter and what it means to be a team even and how it's yeah. run and how it how it's how it's um how you go about setting the whole thing up and it's just this that uniqueness and freshness it's a breath of fresh air for when you we're when so you're we're so big, young and innocent yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, but it's not. I, I'm in no way I'm, I'm meaning to come across as patronising or anything like that. Mm. But it's 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 brilliant. It's um, soccer at, in amongst all those other hugely established sports, and to see the how fanatical fans are, it's great to see. It's nice to see, and it's um, I love them. I mean, not uh, every every fan. Of pretty much every American club I've spoke to, all all of them are like, "Oh, next time you're over, we'll get you at a game. If, if you're over here, you come. We'll get you a game. We'll get take you to. The, we'll go to this tailgate. We'll get you these flags. We'll get you this and that." And I'm like, "Oh, everybody's so welcoming and warm and enthusiastic about their club, and they want to show it in the, the best light possible. Um, even when results are their way, they're still enthused and they're like." They're like trying to get behind the team and stuff. Whereas that's different here. You get four bad results and it's like sack everyone, sack the four. <laughs> <laughs> what you do in our club? Years will be here. Two hundred years after you're gone, <laughs> and all that. Whereas it's it that that 
feels different when I've been chatting and talking to people in the States and Canada. So you, you talked about it. You talked about it briefly. Um, you know, you began with the hedge and you ultimately, and then we were ultimately introduced, um, you know, to your, your work through the amazing um, things you produced for our home, Edor Nelson Field. Um, yep. Was there a, a specific thing that, or, or stadium or ground that, you know, you talked about like how the uni- the uniqueness and the freshness of of sport culture in U.S. is um, that you found. But was there a ground that that brought you to North America, um, and then it, it took off from there? Yes, it was um, Charleston Batteries. The bald, 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 bald. They not their previous ground. Somebody, yes. somebody was writing an, and, and it was about because their time there was coming to an end and they were moving to Patriots Point. And they were they were saying, if you're ever going to do an American ground, can you do ours? It's about to get knocked down. It's the longest, they say it was the longest continuously used soccer, soccer-specific stadium in the US. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll check that out. And then, and that was the gateway in. I did that and they, they were, they were, since done Patriots Point and stuff as well, and done a few other things for them, but that was it. It wasn't. It wasn't because my my gateway in wasn't because I saw something and thought, oh yeah, I need to be doing this. I was, I was brought in. I was brought in, and then then that was it. It, it sort of exploded from there. Where, I mean, outside of England and Scotland, the US is the biggest is the biggest category on the site by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how how did you Charleston find us? Battery. How how did um how did I find you guys? Yeah, how did you find Minneapolis oh, City? Twitter, your, your Twitter <laughs> account. We're the kings Twitter. of Twitter, John. Yeah, 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 well, I, yeah. I forgot about that. It was it was <laughs> that was just sitting in London as well. You tweets would come up, and you're like, it was the crows, uh, like all that, like what do you call it, iconography of like the, and it was like yeah, it was so powerful. The lo- it was just so powerful, um, obvious when you were scrolling through who this was. Pink, I always pink, white, and black always helps. I think helps. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does make you stand out. But like the crow, it was the this is the crows. I'm like, oh, this is this is this is cool. This is uh, I think you, probably you, you guys would have been one of the first follows i did when i was looking through american ones i don't know i'm not just honestly not just saying that because of the because i think some of your strips have been pretty well received over here as well and i follow quite a few of like kit kit Boxman or kit mm-hmm. kitman who who yeah. whose sites are just all about strips I doubt that, that they'll have done reviews and things and they'll regularly popped up on my site but yeah, Twitter. Virtually everything I've ever done has just been via Twitter, and how I find everything is Twitter. Um, yeah, it's a brilliant way to to find what what could be like underserved fan bases, right? Un, untapped, unmined resources. Yeah, no, without, and it's everything. Everything's there. It can be, it can be a horror show of a place sometimes but i'm big enough and daft enough now uh, to uh, to to know you don't go mining through comments if i get comments of mine you've got to take the uh 
you know, I always take if there's if there's a rough or a horrible comment on there on anything, I always think, well, I wouldn't listen to this person in the pub, so I'm not. Oh. And then 280 characters. Ah, that's it. a great. <laughs> that's a really that's, that's a, a really great uh, bellwether, yeah. right? Like, hey, man, yeah. if I'm not going to talk to this guy in the bar, yeah, what? Why would I waste time on Twitter? Yeah, well, but yeah, once it's... you get once you get over that, there's so much. Like you say, there's so much information, there's so much help out there if you need it, um, and so many resources. Like there, there's a few times where I've needed people's help with crimes that I don't know much about, and they've. On request, they'll go, I'll go out, tell me exactly where you need photos from. Do you, uh, I've got a drone. Do you want me to go out with a drone? I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, if you can go out with a drone, please. Uh, uh, but yeah, well, 98% of it is all viral anyway. We, um, we somehow got on the radar of classic football shirts in the UK and, ah, yeah. and, and shipped over like more than a hundred jerseys. Huh? So if you happen to catch one in the wild, you'll have to next time you're in Scotland, you'll have to uh, you'll have to send us a picture of it because oh. that's my ultimate goal is to uh, is to find to go back to go back over to Europe and find uh, a Minneapolis City shirt in the wild. Oh, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> I've, I've, heard it I've heard it once where I've been out and just randomly saw someone in one of one of my t-shirts, and I freaked i was like <laughs> weirdly it was like seeing it's like seeing a famous person it was like yeah it was like bruce willis was walking down the road and i was like what the am i meant what i'm like should i say something and i'm like well oh, that's a bit weird what you, you walk up to him like that's mine and then, <laughs> yeah like, you're like what the fuck no it's not <laughs> i bought it on the internet it's not yours <laughs> It would be yeah, in, it would be incredible yeah. if you actually saw Bruce Willis walking down the street with your shirt on. <laughs> there we go. That would be that. Well, <laughs> I would just faint right there and then. That's it. Game over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you can go back. You can go back to working in pensions at that point. You've 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 come full circle. Yeah. Um, so so you've recently you you recently have moved slightly. I mean, not completely away because I, I still see you know what you're producing from a from a stadium perspective. But you recently started your legend series, and and I mean, I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that it's kind of taken off like a rocket. Um, yeah. You know, and also not to toot my own horn, I am also <laughs> part of the legends series. Um, yeah. well, well, Steve, we would have had you on the show. You didn't have to make a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, uh, you know, my mom thanks you because uh, her shirts in the, her shirts in the mail. It's I'm tracking it. So it's almost here. Um, but what went into the decision to venture away from from stadiums and into personalities? It was just it was just one evening. We were just sitting watching TV. And I just, I don't know what happened. I just, I'm, I just was trying something new. A little doodle on the computer, having a mess around. Um, I'd been out that day and was, I'd been watching Scotland. And once again, a, a player, Billy Gilmore, played fantastic. And I thought, I wonder if I can get like... Um, a Gilmore? Uh, well, hang on, once, actually, if I just go back a little bit. About six months ago, we were in the pub again after a Scotland game. Um, and I got, I, one of my mates was like, oh, I've got an idea for a T-shirt. This player called Shea Adams. Yeah. 
and he was like, but could we do it like Shea Gavadams, like Shea um, Guevara? Because you know that that stencil, oh. famous stencil picture of Shea Guevara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Shea Gavadams, I was like, that's the worst name, it's the worst sort of pun name ever. But yeah, absolutely, I can do that. <laughs> so I went home and I put together, I tried to get put one together and it came, it came together well. It looks great. And I've just been sitting here going, please start scoring goals for Scotland. Please yeah. start scoring goals for Scotland so we can start, this could maybe take off. And then after that last game with Billy Gilmore, I was like, oh, I wonder if I can, rather than being the Shea, uh, Shea Guevara, just having the stencil of him, bit of a background, what can I come up with and just the name. And it was just meant to be for a bit of, almost like the breaking thing, for my own entertainment, my own amusement. And everybody in Scotland's loving Billy Gilmore at the moment, just upload it. And uh, yeah, it just sort of took off in there. And then again, I just went straight into the, the, the fact that legends don't need to be the, the world beaters. They don't need to be the players that have World Cups. Yes, they are. They are. They are. Hey, legends. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> As a member of the Legends Club here, hang on a second. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm not finished yet. Any, any average schlub off the street. <laughs> any, any, no. any asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> but, they have, they, but I mean, I, I wanted to take it to the the, the point that uh, a legend uh, can mean different things to different people. So again, a, a legend in Brecon, like a guy. Uh, Charlie King, something like that. No, no one's heard of him outside of Brecon, but he means something to Brecon fans. Like, um, uh, oh god, I can't think of any. But the again with the the American ones, it's been trying to get to the smaller clubs, teams. The, a lot of you guys' clubs are relatively new, so having difficult, but. There are quite a lot of people that have been at clubs since day one, and they have been playing their hearts out, um, and they do deserve recognition. And uh, I just thought, oh, I'll just keep, keep. And once again, use Twitter. Tell me who your who your means something to you. If there yeah. ends up being a couple, a couple on people's radars, put it to a poll. Find out who who you want, who 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 means something. We had a couple of bosses. Oh yeah, that was that was. I've returned to Charleston Battery because of their uh, guy Mike. Oh no, no, no! I'm not even going to attempt his second name. It's massive long, but he gets called Oggy. So his is Oggy, and he's been at the club since 1994. First as a player, and then a coach and manager. Oh wow! So it's like, well, that that is legendary. Even but outside of Charleston, they're not going to know who he is. I wouldn't think, right. and that's okay. I mean, same with were, same uh, with Edward Nelson Field. Like, where the hell is that? If you go anywhere else in the world, yeah, but it means something to the people that play there, the people that visit, the people mm-hmm. people of that community. Um, mm-hmm. uh, even like, uh, is it, is it a uni- university or a college or a high school that it's in? Yeah, it's like, anybody, yeah, university. Anybody that's used that um, will have a little hopefully have some little memories and fondness of it for sure for sure well i can well, definitely Steve- say that once once my t-shirt design went out there i got a lot of text messages like is this for real and i was like <laughs> yeah like yeah i'm a, yeah. Leg- I'm a, I'm legend. a legend 
uh and it was like can you get me one i was like i'm putting an order in right now just what size do you want <laughs> can, can you get me one buy it yourself yeah buy yourself <laughs> you hang her on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was when when i posted that one yeah there were a few comments and i'm like i don't know how to deal with these comments because in my head i'm reading them as, these are sarcastic but i don't oh. know if they are <laughs> yeah it's, it's probably worse it's a bunch of my a bunch of my shitbag friends. I assumed it was, and I thought, yeah, I'm gonna step out of this one. I'll let you deal. <laughs> yeah, with that, it. yeah, that was that was a good move, a good move on your part. That's cool. Well, Steve, man, thank you so much for joining us. It is uh, it's always a pleasure to to talk to someone from a bit of a different corner of the soccer world than the players and the coaches that that we chat with constantly. So this has been this has been amazing. Plus, oh, thank, thank you, you so. Thank you so much for being our official show, official show sponsor. Um, we really respect the hustle, and we want to remind people that they should check out footballstadiumprints.com. Subscribe to your newsletter. Cop a shirt. Cop a print. You've got some new options like we were just talking about, the Legends series. I really like those retro prints of some of the game's best grounds. I mean, I think you made some really interesting artistic choices on those. They're really classy. Um, is there anything else you want to plug or that I miss, like your Patreon or something? Um, oh, nah, ignore the Patreon. Just that if anybody's got any suggestions uh, that they want to see in the Legend series or their club, their ground, just find me on Twitter. Let me know. I'll get. I'll add stuff to the to do list. Uh, can't <laughs> promise it. Can't promise it'll appear, but it's got, it's got a heck of a to do list. Than if it isn't, but yeah, don't be shy. Find me on Twitter. Oh, at Stadium Print. That's it. All right, awesome, Steve. Well, thank you so much. I'm super, super awesome to to have you on. Thank, thank like Nate said, thank you so much for being our show sponsor. Um, no. You know, we'll we'll we'll, con we'll we will push people to. Uh, we do it every every week. We push people to you. So hopefully, we're we're doing our part. Um, but if uh, if if we can, we'd love to have you back after after you put out your next thing. That's going to be uh, undoubtedly as awesome as the stadium prints and, and the legend series that you've done. So thanks so much, man. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Right. That is all for this week's show. Thank you as always to the sponsor footballstadiumprints.com. So happy we got to talk to the man behind all of it today. If you weren't somehow weren't paying attention and you just woke <laughs> up and started listening to the, to the, to the close, I'm sorry for you. Um, but you might know that footballstadiumprints.com, they offer a massive selection of prints and shirts that feature all of soccer's iconic pitches, including Edor Nelson Field, as well as the Legends series with the likes of our very own Matt Elder and Stegman's SC hero, John Bisworm. There is nothing more satisfying between episodes for me than to look over at my John Bisworm framed Legends series t-shirt that I have on the wall, and I wonder how disappointed he is in me for eating this entire block of cheese barehanded like a goddamn zoo. <laughs> Head on over to football, footballstadiumprints.com and use the code CROWS10 to save yourself 10% off of all of their new shirts, but most importantly, the new Bizworm shirt, who is my god and master. They ship from the United States, so you don't have to worry about any outrageous international shipping fees. They arrive lickety-split. Once you purchase, it's all from right here. Footballstadiumprints.com. We love them. You should, too, at least as much as I love having the likeness of John Bizworm in the very same room that I make sweet love to the missus in. <laughs> if, 
And it's weird because the eyes move like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna throw up. And, and I told her it's nothing to worry about, but I'm starting to have some questions. Footballstadiumprints.com. If giving back to the community means a lot to you, maybe it's time to give to the club that gives back. Hey, great, great segue. Great segue. Minneapolis City is a five. We got to change the subject. It's a 501c3 that provides a safe, reliable, and fun environment for young people to play the beautiful game in. Uh, look for us this summer. Uh, look for us all year round, actually, because now it's futsal season. We're going to be out there with TC Soul. We're going to be out there on our own at the Y, playing with kids in community centers across the city. Consider a tax-deductible donation to a true city-focused city organization. And it is time to get that membership renewal in. Uh, they're on sale now. And this is this year, it's more expensive than ever, unfortunately, but it's bigger than ever. For only $99, less than a hundo, uh, you get a full season pass, which is which is everything from USL2 to the NPSL to the potential of the UPSL. You can watch every single Minneapolis City game all summer long for only $99. If you're an out-of-towner, you, you can pay $50 and still support the club and get some cool stuff in return. Uh, no matter what, you get an exclusive cool membership scarf that's going to be coming out, a cool membership card that gets you 10% off at the club shop, other super cool deals. You get a vote on important club matters. You know we're going to be choosing kits soon. And you know mm -hmm. we're going to be choosing scarf design soon, so you better get up on this membership as soon as possible so that you have a voice in how awesome this club looks next year. Uh, of course, there's also selecting membership board and all of the business aspects of it. But I think, for me, choosing the kit designs and seeing the sneak previews of those is totally worth $99. Very cool. Visit mplscitysc.com and make it happen. As far as us, send us mail, me and John. It's easy. You can hit us up on Twitter at The People's Pitch or through email at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. All questions and comments and concerns are welcome. Dan is in Disneyland, but you can still complain to the club at MPLS. <laughs> if, if there's something that you want to yell at him about. And that is all for this week. I'm Nate. Thank you so much to Steve from footballstadiumprints.com. And this has been John. Join us in a couple weeks. we got to keep this off-season interview train a-rolling. We've got another great guest on the way. But until then... You got hooked.